Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Physics of the Mystics podcast. I haven't recorded a podcast for a while. We've been busy, out of town, one thing or the other, but we are here. I am here, back again on this incredible platform, responding to the many, many people that have already emailed and contacted me, literally from all over the world. I have heard from people in Australia, Germany, Ireland, Belgium, United States of America, all over the United States, California, Florida, New Jersey, New York, Texas, Massachusetts, Netherlands, Sweden, Canada, France, Mexico, South Africa, Israel, Italy, United Kingdom. And there's even more just to give you a little taste of how physics of the mystics is getting around. People are thirsty to hear what we are discussing on this podcast. And I'm going to respond to some of the feedback that I received, very important matters that people are asking me to address. But before I get to all those matters, we have a winner. We have a winner for the $260 free gift card from Amazon. Drum roll, please. And before we get to the winner, I made a raffle. And actually, the winner is one of those contestants that um, offered a reason or an explanation for the $260, the number 260. His suggestion was because the numerical value of God's name is 26 times 10. Why times 10? Because in mysticism, the complete spectrum of God's tools and dimensions that he uses to express himself in this world is expressed through the number 10. It's a complete number, and that's why God created the world in 10 statements, and that's why he takes 10 people to make a quorum in which God's presence is drawn down into that into that gathering. The number 10 is a very, very important number. That was his idea. And although that's a good explanation, it was not the one that I had in mind, that I mentioned in an earlier um, podcast, but he gets three entries, and he's the one that actually won the special $260 free gift card from Amazon. But before we say and announce his name, my name is Rabbi Shlomo Azagwi. I am a rabbi here in South Florida, Palm Beach County. For the last 35 plus years, we've been celebrating Hanukkah in some big way. We, um, we erected our menorah in Palm Beach on the island in Bradley Park, which is what um, triggered and sparked all the many different uh, celebrations that go on over there. We had to take the town to court, and in the end, we succeeded to place our menorah, and they designated that park as a place for gathering to, um, to have these religious and Hanukkah events. And so we're very proud that it is due to our effort, all the many different good things that go on in that park take place. I also authored a book called Maimonides' Advice for the 21st Century, it gathers all the moral and all the ethical instructions that the Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, um, put together in his Code of Jewish Law, known as the Mishnah Torah. By the way, the father of the Rambam, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, his father was Maimon, Maimon ben Yosef. He talks about the importance of eating food over Hanukkah that is prepared in oil in order to commemorate the great miracle 
of the oil that lasted for eight days. I also authored another book, A Spiritual Soul Book. Both books are available on Amazon. They're incredible, great books. I upload two chapters, at least two chapters from my second book, A Spiritual Soul Book, every single week on the internet site Times of Israel blog page. So if you go to the internet site Times of Israel, their blog page, you will be able to enjoy and you will be able to um, enhance your wisdom by reading two of my chapters. And this week I actually um, uploaded three chapters. One was on the topic of Hanukkah and um, its relationship with quantum physics. And we discussed some very, very powerful and, and, and good ideas over there. So, ladies and gentlemen, I also have an um, email address, and it's Physics of the Mystics. And by sending me your email to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com, I will be able to respond and address any topic that you would like me to talk about, as I'm going to do in just a few minutes. So without further ado, the winner of the $260 free gift card from Amazon is Todd Pinchevsky. He is the very special person that listens and uh, becomes wise through the Physics of the Mystics podcast and now also has an opportunity to buy himself a nice Hanukkah gift. And uh, we will contact him through the email and find an address to send him this very special gift from Physics of the Mystics. Okay, without any further ado, let me, before we get into responding to the emails that I received, let me share with you Elon Musk. Do you have a spiritual life? Well, it sort of depends on what spiritual means. I mean, there's certainly uh, things that we, we don't understand about the universe. Uh, uh, but... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm less convinced that there's, say, um, some some super consciousness watching over our every movement and kind of evaluating it against some criteria and deciding whether we're going to go to one place or another when we die. That's unlikely. You see, he says it's unlikely. That's Elon Musk. He used to be the richest man on the face of this earth. No more the richest man, but pretty up there and a very intelligent and smart man. But uh, he seems not to be... Uh, not to be very intelligent when it comes to this matter, he does not believe that there is a consciousness out there that uh, supervises and watches us and compares our deeds against any kind of standard. He thinks that it's very unlikely. He talks about in this interview that as he was growing up, he had a lot of existential questions and he did turn to the Bible but didn't find any answers. He should have come to me or he should have come to somebody who is a maven who really does know the Bible and its commentary, the Talmud and the Zohar mysticism for some deep answers to his existential questions. But as far as his, his doubt, whether there is a superconscious that is aware of every little detail that goes on in this entire universe, that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. And Elon Musk, is very, very much not on target when it comes to his conclusion, his possible, probable conclusion that there can't be this consciousness that is uh, aware and familiar and interested enough in all the details that go on in our lives and in every single 
nook and cranny of this universe. But we're going to talk about it in just a moment. Before we get to that, listen to what President Reagan had to say about atheists and people who have questions and doubts about whether there's a God or not. I have long been un- unable to understand the atheist in this world of so much beauty. And I've had an unholy desire to invite some atheists to a dinner and then serve the most fabulous gourmet dinner that has ever been concocted. And after dinner, ask them if they believed there was a cook. Okay, that's a very, very powerful point. You know, people are laughing. He had some, he had some good cracks and some good jokes, President Reagan, Ronald Reagan. But he's making a very, very powerful point, and that is after enjoying beautiful culinary preparations prepared in incredible ways and set down on the table in incredible ways, who could ever imagine that all of that did not come together um, through the experience and the wisdom of a, of a cook? Nobody could imagine that all the ingredients that make a beautiful culinary presentation tasty and and, 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 and and it looks good, came together only out of random mutations and uh, coincidentally. Everybody would understand and would recognize that there had to be an experienced, wise cook that put together all those ingredients to make them look the way they do and taste the way they do. It did not happen all by itself. But I got a, a, a request to address a certain uh, um, question. And before I read to you the question that um, I received through the email, uh, in response to the article that I uploaded on Times of Israel blog this past week um, uh, on Hanukkah and quantum physics, so the scientist, he responded, he has a difficulty, and I've had this discussion with him in the past through the internet, he has a difficulty accepting the fact that everything is God. And so the comment that he, uh, um, he, he wrote to me is that all particles come from and are 100% dependent on God, but that is very different than saying that all particles are God. And he wants to ask and bring to my attention when Elijah um, said on Sinai, that's not exactly where he said it, but um, when Elijah said on Sinai that God is not in the strong voice or in the strong winds, but was present in the small voice. So according to his question, the fellow seems to have a difficulty accepting that all particles are God since the statement in the prophets is very clear that God is only in the small voice, but he's not found in the big winds and in the great fires and whatever else it is. Another point this individual makes, he asks me the question, isn't it written that the heavens are the domain of God and the earth was given to the humans? So um, the objective is to upgrade our connection and have God return to being openly manifest down here in this world and in the holy temple. But that's the job that we need to successfully accomplish. And until then, it appears like God is not everywhere and is not in everything. Okay, that was the question that this person asked me. Another fellow sent me an email and he says the following. Hey, Rabbi, thank you for making the podcast and introducing to so many of us 
the much-needed concept of the synthesis of science and the thoughts of Judaism and Kabbalah. After listening to one of your previous episodes, which elucidated the argument for intelligent design over randomness, I was hoping you could dedicate a podcast episode to exploring similar logical arguments for the necessity of theism over deism. Just to clarify, to me it's obvious that there is, in fact, a creator, much along the lines of intelligent design. Nobody looks at a laptop computer and seriously entertains the idea that it came together randomly. The parts not only fit together so well, but they are mutually inclusive to such a degree that they are inseparable and would be useless without the other. Hence, it is only reasonable but quite frankly obvious that the computer was designed by a being that possessed intelligence. However, once a computer is made, it's self-sufficient. It no longer needs the constant watch or interaction with the intelligent designer that made it. How can we use the same principles of intelligent design to make a theistic interpretation of God as obvious as his existence and creation? From whence do we know, based off science and logic, that God not only created the universe, but is inexorably, constantly, and at all times involved? Thank you. Hanukkah Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. Let me address this very, very important and powerful question which the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Schneer Zalman, addresses very, very clearly in his Tanya and in the portion which is called Shar HaYichud Ve'emunah, the gates of unity and faith. Now, here is the answer to that. The world, according to mysticism and according to logic, is an expression of God. Where did the world come out of? The world is a physical creation, a physical entity. It had a beginning and it has an end. Everything physical has a time where it started and has a time when it will dissipate and become nothing and it will end. It has a finite and limited lifespan. Where did it come from? Okay, we won't deal with where does it go to, but where did it come from? So, you can't say, you cannot say like all the scientists do not want to consider and just stop at the point um, of saying um, that's the way it was. There was a constant state of energy and from the constant state of energy, there became the Big Bang and from the Big Bang, there uh, um, uh, all the great big forces, they, uh, they expanded from the great Big Bang and all of a sudden all the elements from the elementary elements, they started to go and form from one thing to the other. It all happened by itself. Where did that energy get the wisdom to form in all those essential elements that become what the entire universe is made up of? The 118 elements, some of them I think are man-made, but the I believe there's 118 elements in total at this time. Now, where did the atoms and going a little bit more deeply into the atoms at the subatomic levels, where did the energy learn to make spin, angular spin, and um, all the other different charges and the different forces and all the different uh, um, gluons and leptons and fermions and everything that goes and makes the standard model of quantum physics what it is, which is like the basement from which everything in this universe is created, who gave the wisdom to those 
essential elements, basically energy, to twist itself in such a way where it ends up being what it is. Okay, so we come to the conclusion somebody had to have implanted that wisdom because it's incredible the way it coalesces and the way everything is in harmony with each other and the many different things that are made that are specifically designed to match one and the other. If the two did not match one the other, the third thing could never have come as a result. So all of this had to have been implanted and made by some kind of a wise, essential source. It could not have come out of nowhere. So it came out of God. Now, what does it mean that it came out of God? God did not make these essential elements of energy out of an existing substance because the question would become, where did that substance come from? The way mysticism and, and Kabbalah explain things and the way the world was created is that everything is an expression of God himself. And that's why I keep on repeating, and that's really the essence of this podcast, why I am so flabbergasted by quantum physics and by the equations of Einstein, Bohr, and all the other great uh, physicists, because essentially everything is really just energy. Energy that is expressing itself in different shapes and in different forms and in different levels. And that energy that comes out of, we don't even know where it's from. We say it comes out of empty space or it comes out of dark matter or comes out of dark mass. As a matter of fact, when you look at an atom, the atom is 99.9%, empty space. It's not really empty space as in absolutely nothing is there. There is energy in every single atom. And it's the energy in every single atom that we call empty space because we don't see anything of substance like a particle that we can tap our fingers on, so to say, so we call it empty space, but even physicists and scientists will tell you the atom is an actual absolute zero, zero going on in it. There is energy in every single atom, and it's from that energy that is in every single atom that turns into an atom that there becomes electrons and that there becomes protons, and it becomes neutrons, and they form a nucleus, which is tremendously small in comparison to the rest of what turns into a self-contained space that we call an atom. But all of that is energy that is an expression of God. The energy itself is an expression of God, that God is expressing himself in some kind of a very finite and limited way, which is the physical particle that becomes the atom. And then all of a sudden, those different atoms, they all go and they merge with each other. Who is giving the wisdom to those specific atoms to go and mix with each other to turn to specifically hydrogen or helium or iron or gold or silver that they turn into all these other different elements that we love and that we know in this universe? That's the wisdom of God that is inside the energy that is constantly directing the energy of the quarks and of the neutrinos and neutrons and electrons 
to act and move the way they are. This is actually God. So the truth of the matter is, in answer to the person's question and his query, for me to explain how it's not only that God created the world, a wise creator that put everything together so beautifully. The truth of the matter is, everything is God. Just like Einstein, who told us E equals MC squared, matter is an expression of energy. And man, man, and, and energy, right, it, it, can, it can be transformed out of matter. This is a very, very important principle of modern day science. But the truth is, that's exactly what the Baal Shem Tov tells us when he says it is the expression of God's command the expression of God's words that make the heavens and the earth. And it is the energy of that expression that is the identity and is the substance of each matter in this universe. So everything that is here in this world is an actual physical expression of the spiritual words, the 10 statements God said when he created the world. So, that, so when, when, when you look at a creation here in this world, it's not like a computer scientist that designed a software program and then he can go home and the program continues to exist without him. It's not like a carpenter who takes a piece of wood and he, and, and he chisels it out and he makes a piece of furniture and then he can go home and the furniture continues to survive and exist even when he doesn't have his input in the furniture anymore. The difference there is that the wood existed even before the carpenter went and dealt with the furniture. He just revealed a shape that is already in the furniture and by chiseling it away in a professional manner brought out something that is inside the wood even without the carpenter revealing and expressing and bringing out that form from, 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 from the furniture. So when Elon Musk says he's not so sure that a superconscious cares or would be interested or knows every little detail in the universe, he just is missing a very important point, and that is, that God is not the same kind of a creator like he is when he makes his Tesla cars. When you make a Tesla car, Elon Musk can go up in one of his, uh, in one of his Sputniks, in one of his shuttles, and the Tesla car continues to operate even without Elon Musk being involved in it because all the components and elements of that car existed even before Elon Musk put a finger on any of the uh, materials that make a, a car, the metal, the plastic, whatever it is, they were shaped into the shape of a dashboard or the leather was made into the shape of a seat. But all of that existed even before the people placed it on the seat or turned it into the uh, dashboard of the car. So just like they existed before it was put into the car, they continue to exist. The only thing the creator did of the car is present existing material in a way that perhaps 
was not done in the past. And that's what turns out to become the Tesla car. As opposed to that is God. God is the substance that makes everything that is here in this universe. He is the substance of it all. Since he is the substance of it all, all is an expression of what God doesn't have to, so to say, know and make an effort to be familiar with every little detail that is here in this world. No different than you don't have to make any kind of an effort to know what's happening down at the pinky of your toe. You will know everything that is going on at the pinky of your toe, down at the bottom of your body, because it's all connected. It's all you. So anything that happens to the pinky of your toe at the bottom of your body, you don't have to make no special effort to pay attention to what's happening over there. You will know exactly what's happening because somehow the body is all related to each other. And whether it's the uh, flow of blood or the neurons or whether it's somehow the nerves that connect from the toe and, 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 and send messages to the brain, wherever the case, it's your body and everything you are aware of what's happening. The same thing is also with everything that's here in this world. Everything that is here in this world, ladies and gentlemen, everything that is here in this universe is an expression of God. Now, you know, there's all kinds of then questions. Does everything have a mind of its own? That's already another discussion. What has an independent mind that it could think of itself in third person? But everything has a certain element of wisdom in it. Since there is an element of God in everything that is in this universe, there's an element of wisdom and an, an element of intelligence that is implanted and that is expressed in every single element here in this world. Now, it is concealed and it's a different degrees all over the universe. So, for example, in a piece of stone, there isn't much intelligence that goes on over there. There isn't much wisdom that goes on over there relative to, let's say, vegetation that works through photosynthesis and has quantum physics at its best operating and transforming electromagnetic waves into actual chemicals of glucose and sugar that the, that the, uh, that the tree can grow from, 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 from that interaction. So there's a much higher and a much more appreciated level of, of wisdom in a, in, in a tree versus a stone. And then, of course, in an animal, even more so than in a, than, than in a tree. And then in a human being, even more so than in an animal. So there is a lot more depth and complication, and there's a variety between one thing and one place and the other. When you are together with a great, righteous, and holy individual, so then your appreciation and your experience of holiness is going to be very, very different than if you're around somebody who is at the opposite extreme of the equation then you're going to feel perhaps depressed and you're going to feel dark and you're going to feel anxiety but when you're going to be in the environment of somebody who is holy and who is wise and who is uplifting right you're going to feel that you're in a safe place and that you're in a good environment and that the uh, person himself exudes wisdom and, uh, and, and, and positivity so that's to answer the other person's question. 
that he finds it always difficult to accept when I make the statement that everything is an expression of God. And then his question is, didn't, um, don't the prophets tell us that God is not in the great noise and he's not in the great uh, thunder or, or big fires, but he is in the uh, simple and in the silent voice of a person's heart. That's where a person can connect with the depth and the greatness of God even more than in noisy uh, kind of uh, uh, attention-grabbing type of, uh, type of experiences. There is a difference where you can find, so to say, and you can experience God in this world at different levels, like a dimmer switch, um, and, 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 uh, and, and this, that, that's the answer to the question. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope I addressed a little bit the question that um, I received through the email. Um, you are always welcome to send me your questions to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com, and I will try my best to respond and answer um, the points that you'd like me to address. But in talking about physics of the mystics, that's basically the point that I'm trying to make in all these podcasts. When we talk about in earlier podcasts that the way the sun works, the sun works in such a way that there are four atoms of hydrogen that fuse together and become the core of the sun that radiates heat and light and it's a simple process, but that very simple process is an expression of the spiritual manner in which the Torah describes how God expresses himself in a physical manner. The Torah explains and, and, and mysticism explains that the spiritual God expresses himself in four letters that merge together and represent the one God. That's the essence from which the blessings and the strength are radiated here in this world. And when you see the sun works in the exact same way, that is a mind-boggling, so to say, observation, realization that the physical manner in which the sun works is exactly the way the spiritual books tell us God is to be understood and appreciated. When you see that the heart is made of four compartments, when you see that the heme molecule is carrying the oxygen in, 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 in four compartments, and you see this same theme repeated again and again, you are seeing exactly the concept that the spiritual God is the physical identity that is expressed in this universe. Okay, that's, I think, going to be enough for tonight's quick, or it's for me right now tonight, but I shouldn't really say I had a show, a radio show for many, many years. And I was always reminded, don't say good morning or good night because the show may be repeated um, uh, and reviewed at a time when it's night or day and you're going to say good night, good morning. Then everybody's going to know that it's not a live show and it's not going to relate to the people who are listening to it in the morning when you say good night to everybody. But uh, it already slipped from my mind. I'm not going to record this uh, podcast a second time because uh, I'm running on the eighth night of Hanukkah to do many, many, many great big mitzvahs. So I hope everybody has a uplifted and a spiritual 
last night and last day of Hanukkah. It's the most powerful day of Hanukkah. I think I, re- I, I already mentioned um, at the last podcast, Hanukkah is all about connecting with a supernatural force. The fact that there's eight days, which is beyond the number seven, God created the world in seven days, and eight represents a dimension that is higher than nature. The fact that our blessings are made of, of, of 13 words. The bracha, the first bracha is made of 13 words, which is representing the 13 attributes of mercy, and mercy and compassion only comes from a place that is higher than logic. Logic says that there are strict consequences. Mercy says that we can stretch the rules sometimes and, and offer grace. And there are two blessings which have 13 words in it, the first one and the second one, which together is 26. We just finished talking about earlier in the show that 26 is the numerical value of God's name. So that's the point of this podcast, to point out that the pieces of the puzzle in this world are so, so specific, and they are representing specific expressions of very mystical and very spiritual truths, and therefore they need to be respected and dealt with kids' gloves because they have such incredible amount of depth. The way we put on our tefillin, and on the tefillin we have on one side a sheen with three heads, and on the other side a sheen with four heads, that's going to be the topic of another discussion. But just to uh, give you a little, uh, a, little, uh, a little teaser and a little taste and a little hint to it, right? how many levels of energy does quantum physics tells us there are? Three levels of energy. And how many forces are there? There are four essential forces. And that's actually what the entire universe is made of. Three levels of energy and four essential forces. And that's exactly what we have on our filling when we put it on our head. A sheen of three heads and one of four heads, which represent a combination of everything. The energy and the connection that comes through our mind, which is also made of three or four um, uh, parts to it. So you can see that there's a lot, a lot, a lot yet to be discussed on the Physics of the Mystics podcast. Please tell your friends to tune in to the most exciting and to the most enlightening podcast that is on all the platforms. Join the so many people that are all over the world. They're already tuning in. The many people who sent me their email and were included in the raffle. But in the end, this one fellow, Todd Penchevsky, won the $260 free gift card from Amazon. So until next time, all the very best of blessings. Do your mitzvahs, light your Hanukkah candle, say those blessings, and may God give you all the blessings of miracles out of the randomness that is always available and that is always open for the possibility that God should go and grant us all the miracles that we need in our life. All the very best, everybody, and have a nice day.